Welcome to Podball, the highest podcast in the world. In today's episode, I'm gonna have Amar Freeze, freestyler, champion from the Middle East. This guy can play with the ball in a crazy uh, position. We have also Coach Meran, who is one of the biggest coach here in Dubai. He has a club, he has an academy, he has a really interesting way to educate the youth. My point today is to talk about how social media can help them to grow their business. What time is it? It's ball time. Welcome to Podball, the highest podcast in the world. We are here to inspire the youth. And today with me, I have two special guests. I have Amar Freeze, freestyle champion in the UAE and all the region. And I have Coach Meran. Hey. He was like an inspire, inspiring coach here in the, in the Middle East. And I saw so many content, content of you. I want you guys to introduce yourself. That's the best way the audience can know you. After you. Who's going to be the first? Or we'll be here all night. Yeah? Okay, we do we do rock paper scissors if you want. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead. Yeah. So um, I'm Mehran. I'm a football coach, youth mentor, and I'm here to enjoy the conversation. Nice, uh, nice, short and straight to the point. Yes. Hello, this is uh, Amar Freeze. I'm three times a champion, one time medalist champion, and I'm two Guinness World Record holder, and uh, many stuff. But for now, this is I think enough. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So why I wanted you guys to come on the podcast, you know, I I know you in a different way. Personally, I know you, Amar, because you are a freestyler. I meet you like in 2009, I think, yes. in Dubai. Uh, you were competing. And uh, I know you from uh, Meran, from social media. I seeing your content and I think you are a really good content strategy. And I was super surprised because you are a coach and usually co football coach, they are not into like social media and they are against that. And you're taking a different approach. So I thought about talking different subjects uh, and different approach uh, in our world. It was uh, interesting how you, Amar, um, going to the new step of your career as a freestyler, what you want to uh, develop and how you want to use social media uh, to develop uh, your career as a freestyler. And how, Meran, how you use social media in, your, in the football. I saw you inspired the kids of your academy and how they are attached to you in the content. I love that. So that's why I got you on the podcast. I really think this podcast is valuable for our audience. So first question, like, what, what is your daily way on social media? Like, what, how many content do you create? Why you create content? And uh, what's your goal with social media? Uh, we create content every day, every single day, whether I'm sick, I'm traveling, I have important events, I have guests, I have family issues. We have to create content. I also have a team now because, you know, it's impossible for one person to continuously make content. So we usually make between four to five videos a day. And that's short for social media. Wow. Okay. So you use your team to help you to create content. And how did that start for you? Like, when did you start actually to create content like that as a coach? Uh, probably a year ago, October 2021. Uh, and that was because I knew that you need to create short videos, but nobody wanted to do it. So all of my staff, we don't want to do it. And I don't want to hire somebody to come and talk because they are not coaches. So I had to do it myself. So first of all, the way you wanted to create content was not necessary to put you in front. It was like just to highlight your academy, right? Uh, not even my academy, you know, because, you know, I'm a coach at the end of the day, if you ask me, even though I own the football club, I'm a football coach. So you want to educate young players. So imagine if, I, if I'm a coach of one team, I have 14 players. 
Or imagine if I have a club, you can have 200, 300, 400 players. But through social media, you can reach, like yourself, millions of people. So the, the intention was to educate more people, but obviously to promote the club as well. But everything changed because we, we went on a path that is just talk football nonstop without thinking about ourselves. So you have never seen us talk about come to us or this is how we do it, you know, at, at Alliance. No, it's, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about the club. It's about football. And this is why um, when I go to tournaments, other teams, the players come and talk to me and they want to take pictures because they don't feel that hey, I'm promoting Alliance. I'm on the side of every young footballer. Wow. How was for you, Hamar, to... So you start as a freestyler, you won the competitions here in the region, then you become the one to go to for every single show in the region, like mm -hmm. a most talented guy mm -hmm. doing amazing tricks. Then recently I saw you creating more content outside of your comfort zone. How was for you the switch and why you start to create content? Well, at the beginning, I was just like focusing on freestyle, how to improve my level, how to, to, to win competitions. And I wasn't thinking at that time to be a content creator because in my opinion, this is like quite hard to get both of them, you know? I need to focus on one target to reach. So at that time, I was just focusing how to improve myself to win the competitions. Then, like to move uh, forward. So start practicing as a freestyler. Then uh, I reach a level that where I won the, the comp couple of competitions, uh, some achievements. Then I say, okay, it's now time to change. And I was saying like, to be only a freestyler is not enough, you know? And I want to reach to more people, to, to inspire more people, to motivate them, you know? So I decided to be a content creator. So um, I started first, I think, with a couple of apps, you know. Then uh, in 2019, I think it's the time where I decide to move from uh, to be a freestyler to be like a content creator as well in sport. Because it's so important to have both of them. Freestyle is for myself. To, content, uh, to create content is so important for the new generation to see you and to be motivated by you and try to take you as, um, um, as a, let's say, a leader to copy you, to try to, to practice, to do this sport, you know, because sometimes one guy can see you and because of you, he can start, you know? So that's why, like, um, I did that. And content, why I didn't start at the beginning? Because it's quite far from freestyle, you know? If you start content, it's quite hard to improve fast and freestyle because it's completely different, in my opinion. Okay, so you guys both said like um, you want to create content to reach more people. That was exactly what I analyzed a couple of years ago. Like I was doing street show, playing in front in Paris, uh, Champs Elysees, performing in front of 100 people. And when I was like lacking of inspiration, like how to develop my business, I thought, okay, if I do the same show, but I just put it on the internet, like millions of people can see it. And the, the chance I got is like the first street show I broadcast on internet was in London. I did it at uh, Sean versus London. So like it was a title, a bit like uh, why to touch uh, some people. And this video get 30 million views. So I just like did what I enjoy, but instead of just keeping for myself, just I use internet as a technology to reach more people. That's exactly what you said. And now, how is the difference now? People see you in a different way, as you said, people come to you to take picture as a coach. So how that now new statue 
uh, help you? And also, what is the new challenges being a content creator? Well, the main challenge is uh, you don't have privacy anymore. Okay. So, which, um, which by the way, uh, you don't appreciate it until you lose it, you know, like you don't realize what privacy is, you know, uh, which is part of the package. There is no complaining there, but that's the biggest challenge because like I like to do so many things which I cannot do right now. You know, even like watching a World Cup game, if you are not in the VIP box is now difficult because people are kind, they want to come to you. And if it's one, two, three, four, five people, it's fine. But if it's 200 people, you're not going to enjoy the moment. So that's the main challenge. But, but at the same time, uh, it has helped me grow as a person because like, okay, you create one video, it's nice. You create another one, it works. But to do it every single day, you have to first learn more stuff. And I'm not talking like sound, lights, the, the things that you want to share, because especially my content is verbal. It's me talking. And you know, like the, the audience, if you talk nonsense, they get it like that. So I have to make sure that I step up every single day. And uh, what makes you step up actually? Like how? So I see your content, people like the camera move to you. Yeah. I really love the style you get. The camera move to you, then you do one catchy phrase. Sometimes it's really casual, sometimes it's really catch catchy. How did you grow up with your strategy and how you improve your content creation every day? Uh, well, uh, rule number one was to be myself. I don't want to copy anybody because you know, like anybody who wants to copy you would be the worst version of you, right? Like it, they can try their best, but it will be the worst, co worst copy of you. So I don't want to copy anybody and uh, we just wanted to create content and learn from it. So once we realized, hey, this way of taking videos works, we said, you know what, so now we know this, how can we perfect this now? So, uh, but also we made sure from day one that we use microphone, you know, we respected the audience, you know, it's not like, hey, I just want to post a video today. No, like you're important, I respect you, the sound is nice, the light is nice, and I'm not going to give you nonsense. What I'm saying is important for you. So learning every day. So when you start to create content, you already as a pers perspective of creating Like, so you bring your light or, or, or mic, you know? So it was like not, um, because sometimes, even for me, when I start to create content was, was just like, I want to record something and post it, you know? I didn't think about creating the content, but you already analyze, oh, that, that can be a need to create something cool. So you came as an approach of content creator. How was you for, for you, Amar, when you start to create, like you, you did it more naturally or you wanted to have like a strategy? How was your approach to create content? Well, to be honest, like to be a content creator, it's not easy. So the biggest challenge for me is like in freestyle, I was focusing to be a creative freestyler, you know, to be, to be different than the others. And in content also, you have to be the same, to be different, you know, to be special, you have to be different. So the hardest part uh, for me in the content is how to do new content, how to be always creative. So at the beginning, like I say, I have to, to, to watch people, to see what they are doing, to have a full view of what's going on, then to decide which side, which angle I have to, to choose. So uh, it wasn't easy for me uh, to start, but um, sometimes I watch some ideas and try from this idea to build another idea, not to copy it, but to build something out of it. Because as I told you, it's not easy to come every day with a new, with new idea, with a new uh, special things. So you have some time to learn from people and try to take it to the next level where you put yourself into, into it, not someone else. And uh, there is, you know, in freestyle, there is one common thing 
before back then, it was to be original. So for example, if you do a trick and I do the same as you, if it's your trademark, it's not good, you know? Mm. But now in social media, I feel it's the inverse. When someone put a trend and everybody in this trend is working, you have to kind of follow it. You know, one time you remember yeah. there was this trend when we put the bottle down and bottom down and people mm. has to kick the bottle. Mm. You know, it was something like everybody do it. We did it many times. I did many times, you too, some other creator. I think, you know, there is like a, a line where you, you don't have to cross. So what's your opinion of like how much you can copy some trend and how much you have to be your own version of yourself? Well, the trends you don't copy, the trends you just follow. You follow the trends. The but trends Steph, are clear, yeah? Steph, for example, I create a content and I put the, the Red Bull car, which you like it, on the on the floor and people like kick it, kick it you know? Uh, it's my, my way to create content. Yeah. Then you see it and you say, oh, that's a nice one. It did like 50 million views. I will do it myself. This is where the copy is. Then after it become a trend because maybe 10 people did it, yeah. but someone will copy first. What do you think? Well, personally, I don't mind. I mean, if you see, if you just search my name, there are a lot of people doing that, which is fine. But it's when people try to be you. You know, like they, they don't try to copy what you do. They try to copy you, yourself, you know? That's where the problem is. But, you know, it's 2023. It's the age of uh, digital technology. Things happen, and I don't think we should just think about them, you know? Just always think forward. What's next? Like, what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, that's more important. Yeah, for sure. And you, Amar, what do you think as an original guy for freestyle? Yeah, sometimes you have to do, like, as he mentioned, that trend. You have, to, you have to do it because you cannot be different. You'll do the same thing. But at the same time, you have to build your own content. So you have this one, the, the normal one, which is the trend that you, everyone's doing. But you have also on the other side to build yourself, like to build your own content. You have to be different at the end of the day. So you can have both, but you cannot just following the trend without being yourself. Okay, so we are uh, in the time of the World Cup. I don't know when this episode will go out, but what's your prediction? So like that, we can see who is right now. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, nobody can say for sure, but I feel uh, Messi will break your heart. Oh, la, la. If we win the final. Yeah, but you know what? The, the beauty of this World Cup is we have four teams now. So you have Argentina, France, Croatia, and... Um, Morocco? Morocco. <laughs> any of them winning, fully deserved. You know, like for me, any of them winning, I'd be happy. You know, the, the style of France, wow. I mean, you don't have a lot of Benzema, Kante, all those players are not there. But still the way France plays. Morocco is like a dream story, yeah? Like imagine if Morocco wins the entire world. Not entire world, like majority of the world would be happy, you know? And it has nothing to do with Arabs and Muslims. It's teams that are underdogs. You know, teams that are not strong enough but they can learn from Morocco. You plan, you prepare, you never know. And then you have Messi, of course. You know, everybody wants Messi to win the World Cup. So any, and Croatia, of course, last time they were in the final as well. So any of these four winning, I think is great. What's your prediction? I think Messi will lift it up. Oh, la, la. Argentina, and if he yeah. lifts the trophy, will be the... the Officially, it's Officially, the stamp. Yeah, yeah it's the, the stamp. stamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what do you think? Well, personally, I'm with uh, Morocco. Maghreb. Yes, for sure. Morocco. I know, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> you know? I'm with them and I, uh, I would like to see them uh, winning this one because uh, they're going to like uh, make all the Arab region uh, happy, you know? It will be history. Yeah, and yes, they're going to just write their name in the history. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Morocco to win. 
I will be super happy for yeah. them. For me, this is, I, I wish France win the World Cup because I think uh, it's putting French in a different level back to back and officially being in like uh, with the biggest, I think Brazil, you know, Germany. And that's it. That's what France need as a national team. We were already, always good, but it needs, it needs something like consistency and that's the chance. But I think my prediction, France will win Morocco mm -hmm. in the semi-final uh, because they will take this game serious and they have more uh, power. And Croatia will beat Argentina, I think, because they have the experience now to be the underdog, to, to lose and come back. So they have this experience. And I think in the final, Croatia will beat France. That's my prediction. That's a nice story. Okay. Uh, because it's the revenge and France will almost be mentally there, think, okay, we are in, it's, it's against us and we are a bit more arrogant. And I think we're going to, that's my prediction. Like Hopefully not. Huh? Hopefully I, not. I wish not. I, I want you to win. Yes, so, yeah, I wish yeah. not. Yeah, if we see you lose yeah. against Croatia, you will be a French supporter for yeah. sure, right? So, and as a coach, it's really interesting. Like the coach of Morocco took the team four months ago. How he made this? What do you think made him, you know, build the team together and succeed like that in the World Cup? Um, You know, as a coach, there's not much you can do in four months, especially with a national team. If it's a club, it's you spend every day with players, you know. But national team, he probably had them, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, you know. So um, it's more of, uh, it's the mental side of it that he said, hey, we are together. I know, the, I know everybody in Europe. I know how they play. So let's beat them. So it, it cannot be the technical side. Because how many sessions have they had together, you know? And, but it's, it's crazy, by the way, yeah? Like the result that he has got based on four or five months of uh, training is crazy, but there is no explanation, honestly. If anybody wants to explain, they are just saying nonsense. Because, you know, football, it's the hours of training that you put. So what's make Morocco so, so special like that? The heart, you think? They have more heart than the other team. They are uh, willing to play together to give the 100% and that's what makes them... Yeah, and you, and you know what happened? They had three good games in the group. So once you have three good... And like they beat uh, all the big teams there, yeah? It wasn't like they struggled, yeah? So that gave them more belief. And then when you knock out Spain, imagine you're in the sky, yeah? So now for them, I think it's just, hey, calm down. You know, keep your feet on the ground. You have a tough game. Uh, but I have a feeling that... They're going to go out, so... Not out, That's third and fourth, so yeah. I hope not, by the way, yeah? I hope not, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. They, they, they have a good level, yeah. so surprises can be, can be happened uh, anytime. They, they might win because uh, they show the, the high level, plus they play from the heart, their souls as well, you know? So they are giving everything, you know? So it's not just like, okay, I'm just playing in a World Cup. They want to win it so badly for the country. Yeah. You know, Moroccan uh, players, like by, um, let's say by origin, they are a technical guy, especially in street football. Oh, yeah. You know, when we talk about street football, uh, there is certain countries stand out, you know, and uh, so you have Brazil for sure, but you have Belgium, Holland, and those uh, countries have a lot of Moroccan guys who are super technical. And you, when you go to Morocco, you realize how technical are the guys. But in football, in this World Cup, they don't play that game too much, but they have Bufal. They have uh, Zayed in the other, other side. They have super technical, but they change their way to play. How do you think, it's a wider question, but how do you think street football can help a player or a team 
you know, like playing in the street every single day. What you, for you is the take of street football helping a football player? I'm going to say it in a way that I don't insult you, by the no, way. No, why not? <laughs> I'm here to hear because, okay, yeah. let's be honest. All yeah. the coach yeah. I had in my career, yeah. they will say, wow, you have to pass the ball, you have to yeah. pass the ball. So I say, okay, I pass the ball. No, that is completely wrong. First of all, as a, as a coach, you can never tell a player what to do. You can never, even if that player is five years old, you know. And we see this uh, in academies, you know, pass the ball. Why do you dribble? Oh, look, you know, all these things that you see, which is completely wrong. You know, a coach, you should put references in the heads of the player. So the more references they have, the more capable they are of deciding for themselves. You want to dribble? If it's the right choice for you, go ahead and do it. But the, the, problem, the problem with street football is it's solo. Football is not a solo game. So that's the first problem. But, but having said that, street football helps you become special in terms of your, as you said, beating 1v1 situations. So if at a young age you can spend time in the street playing with your friends, playing against the lamppost, all those things, it helps, but immediately you need to be in a top academy. So street football helps football, but on its own, of course, it's not football, it's freestyling, you know, it's, it's different. But of course, players like, look at the special players in the world, you know, look at Ronaldinho. You know, why was he special? Because he had that. You are a freestyler. So, first of all, I want to make sure people understand. When we're talking about street football, we're talking about the fact you have to play against someone in a small side football. So it can be 5 No, no, no. Four, so that's not... What, so, okay. So, so, you know, the terminology of street football officially, you know, so everybody has different ideas, right? Yes. So, uh, the terminology of street football is it's... Football without feedback of the coach. Ah, that's your terminology. No, okay. no, that, not mine. That is the in world of football. Okay. That is the meaning of street football in general. Okay, so that means you have no... You don't have... Uh, sorry, let me start again. So how do we learn? You know, like a, a player, you go in the street, you play, you, you face a defender, you try to do step over, it doesn't happen. So next time you try the opposite, it works, you learn, right? This in, in street football, because there is no coach, we call this bottom-up learning, which means the player will learn on himself, you know, on himself. Uh, coaching is top-down guidance. So the player tries to learn. The coach also guides him that, hey, look at this, look at that, remember? So it's like a flashlight, you know? So street football, you could be playing street football in an, in an academy if the coach is not good. You know what I mean? So yeah, the yeah. feedback, if the feedback is not there, we as coaches, we as football coaches, we call it street football. Whereas uh, for you, it could be something different. No. But, but the one that I say is random. Okay. But on yourself. You figure it out on yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with that. For me, so when I'm talking about, like for me, I see football like athletics. There is different type of football and different type of rules. I've, as soon as you increase the number of players in the pitch or all the rules, you change the sports. Okay. So for me, the ball, is my way to express and I will go in different type of pitch to express myself and touch more people. That's how I understand and that's how I did freestyle. When I understand I can touch more people by doing around the world, I say, okay, let's jump on freestyle. That's going to raise my marketing value, maybe for football as well. So what I talk about, when I talk about street football, I'm trying to give a, a really clear idea for the audience. So they say street football is where we play against someone in a, in a different version of 
the 11 aside. So most of the time you have 11 aside, then you have futsal, then you have like 4v4, 5v5, 3v3. So it's related to the street. So when you play on the street court, most of the time you have no coach and most of the time you play small-sided football. That's what I call street football. But because there is not official competition, I want to keep it wide. And that's why also I bring the one-on-one -on -one because I think, I really believe people are more into themselves than the team. And building a one-on-one -on -one, uh, format of street football will allow to scout talent and put them in the format to give them some, some visibility. And when we talk about freestyle, it's just like you have to master the ball without any opponent at start and doing tricks. And that's why I want to clear with the audience, like for them to really visualize. Because many, I see many interviews, many media, many coach, they use the word, but they don't really know what is it. And sometimes people say, oh, but you are a freestyler. Yeah, I'm a freestyler, but that doesn't mean I cannot play football. Because when I play football, I just play football, I play the sport. If I play tennis, I play tennis, you understand? It's not because you are a freestyler or you do skills, you cannot play a sport. After what's my level in this sport? That's a different question, right? So that's why. So that's my a question, very good point. Yeah, so, and it's like having, a, how you call Nadal or Federer, you do the same game, but they do tennis table. It's a different sport, but you still have a racket and a ball, right? So that's the thing. The, the analogy I give to freestyle, And uh, the way, like, for example, uh, Ronaldinho was doing freestyle, but he was staying football player. What we do as a freestyler, we take the ball, we go outside of the pitch and become uh, master of the, of the elements. If you take a poker, play, a poker as a game, you, you get the cards, you take the card, you go outside of the game of poker and you become a magician. That's the freestyler in the poker game. That's the analogy. For you, Amar, you are a freestyler, How much time you feel you had like this problem, like people saying, oh, this is not football, you know, like the kind of the negativity into the freestyle world and how you go out of that? 80% to 90% of the time, like when we meet people, they say, okay, you have freestyle. When they see me doing skills, they say, okay, you, you just do skills. You don't know how to play football. Even in the comments and, and our videos, it's always like that. So when I face someone like face to face and you tell me that, I say, okay, if I don't know how to play football, Let's see and find out this is the ball and let's battle each other. If you are saying that you are a good football player, let's battle. And we battle, then I went against him, then I told him, now you see the difference? Sometimes you don't have to judge uh, someone just like that, you know? So we are freestylers, but before freestyle, we, we used to play football. So I used to play football till 18 years, like till I reached 18, then I decided to start to be a freestyler. So before that, I was playing football. Then when I start freestyle, also I was trying to be a... Uh, street player, you know, so because we try to, to do many things, but I focused on freestyle more. Freestyle, uh, street, uh, street soccer right now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying so also. So you say soccer? Uh, street football. Okay, so much focusing on that. So, and street football, uh, now I'm trying to be into it more, thanks to, to him. So, uh, because I see like it's, it's a good way to answer people when they tell you this comments, you don't know how to play football, you know? So we tell them, okay, let's, let's do that. Yeah, and that's how the nutmeg culture, if you saw the video online, become popular because what we, we used to do, we used to freestyle, perform freestyle uh, show in the street, attract people, getting like some attention. Even me, I was uh, living, getting money from that. That's my way to live for the first two years of freestyle. I was performing on the street. But as soon as football fans came on saying, oh, it's good, you do tricks, but it's not football. The fact to interact with them in one-on-one, -on -one, it's like break the barrier of like, oh, skills is, is not useful on the pitch. But actually, you're not going to do around the world on the pitch. It's totally different sports. It's just like you learn an ability who allowed you to express outside of this pitch. 
for big players, like let's say, uh, you know, players even in France, like you take Rabiot, you take uh, Griezmann, they don't need to do around the world, you know, they are midfield, they have to control pass move, right? But if you take the same type of player who play in Middle East and nobody has any clue of his existence, the fact doing like some skills outside of the pitch might get him awareness to promote himself and to get some contact and maybe to sell himself for a club. So that's the way I think football people have to take, uh, have to take freestyle. It's like to use as uh, getting awareness from outside people because people are confused. For them, the skills is the skills, but it's not all the skills you can apply in the, in the field. You as a coach, like how many times you see uh, maybe kids, you know, showing those videos on the internet, trying on the pitch, like how you, you educate them on that things? Well, um, you know, I personally want players to express themselves, you know, because you don't want to limit anybody. You know, coaches that limit players, they are not doing their job, you know, because, you know, every player is different. I mean, you look at the World Cup, you know, you don't find two players that are similar. We had 32 teams, yeah, like two players are not similar at that level. So, so, so for me, I want players to express themselves. I want them to look up to their superstars because, you know, as a seven-year-old girl boy, if you can find some way that you love, like if it's Mbappe right now or if it's uh, any of the Moroccan players, you know, if it's the Moroccan goalkeeper. Yeah. And imagine if you're a young goalkeeper, you know, yesterday I had a nine-year-old boy who turned up to training a Morocco kid. He's Moroccan also. I said, who is the best player in the world? He said, it's Bono. So, so imagine the inspiration that he gets just by looking at Bono. So for me, it's, uh, I don't want to tell them what's right, what's wrong. All I have to do is use this light. Say, hey, this is the situation. What do you want to do? Do you want to score or do you want to juggle the ball on the pitch? Because if you want to juggle the ball on the pitch, that's not football. That's freestyling. So this is where we have to help them understand that juggling is the best thing you can do. Like for me, anybody asks me, coach, what can I do to improve my technique? Juggle the ball. You have a ball? Yeah, juggle the ball, you know. But on the pitch, like exactly this, you don't juggle the ball. You use that to build your touch. But that situation does not apply on the football pitch. However, this is also important for you. So it's more of helping players instead of telling them this is what you have to do. Well, that's the old school way of coaching, you know? No, I, I don't think it's old school. I think it's actually super wide. I see the old school of coaching is like, you actually have a coach who scream and yes. tell them that. that's what I got. And that's why also I reject football at one point because I was playing in one of the good, uh, best academy in France, Auxerre, at the edge of Giroud. And because I was the only left foot in my academy, I, in my age, I had to play on the left side and like uh, walking on the line and some games I didn't receive any ball. So what I can prove? So at one point I was like, okay, when I got the ball, I have to beat my opponent. But if I lose the ball, the coach will remove me because it's the only ball I got. How old were you? At that time, I know Xer 15. Yeah. Imagine a 15-year-old boy who wants to prove himself and then the coach is non-stop. Whenever you want to express yourself, he's putting you down. Of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. And uh, that, that, that's happened to me and that's happened to a lot of uh, guys like us. Then I changed the club for this reason because I thought I'm not enough uh, fast. So this position will not fit to me. So I need to go in the club where they not play 4-3-3, they play 4-4-2. So to be on the left, I will be able to go inside because I'm considered as a midfielder. So that's what I did. I went to Troy, Troy uh, as you say in English, and uh, actually it worked well. But the problem is the coach 
was against every player who come from Auxerre because we are 100 kilometers. So it was politics. So every time yeah, I did something wrong, boom, I was removed from the team. I don't say I'm going to be the professional. I will be the, the best in my academy. That's, that's what happened to me. But that built me to, to build the, the freestyle and to build the self-expression. And that's why I built this whole ecosystem. Because I really believe sometimes you don't have the right people around you. you. Your academy, they are lucky because you understand them, you know, and uh, you give them uh, expression. You also give them to express in your video, right? I see that. I really love that. But I think like it's not this, this way. Like, how do you think like uh, football can embrace the new way to create content? Like, can, can football use that way? For example, uh, Football, uh, football clubs, football academies. Uh, you mean the content? Yeah, like uh, the new approach and be more uh, open mind. You can see that there are not many coaches who create content. Clubs do it, but they do it in a commercial way. You know, it's commercial to promote the club. But to educate, I think still people have guards on because they're afraid. They are afraid to be judged. You know, imagine if you're a pro course pro course, uh, sorry, pro license uh, coach, you have teams, players listen to you, and then now you have to go online, put videos, and then 2,000 people are cursing at you. You know, some, some coaches cannot take it. I have friends that say, hey, there's no way we're going to do it. I'm happy with the players, you know. There is Luis Enrique, and Luis Enrique, he has like a Twitch channel, right? He was doing yeah? like all his conference by Twitch. Yeah, I was surprised. Twitch? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's I'm going, not in Twitch. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's going to yeah. live. And I think also live is a different way to yeah. also express. And um, for you, Amar, yeah. what's next in your pathway for freestyle or for content creator? Well, uh, as I'm planning every year to come up with a new, new style. So for now, we are almost like finished from uh 2022 so 2023 needs to be like new ideas a new technique uh something that maybe nobody did it till now uh so this is what i'm, I'm trying to to do right now i'm just trying to think about ideas to build something that people copy me <laughs> you know what i mean so this is what i'm targeting you're so, trying to be the trend uh, kind of you can okay. you can say that yes predict so, the trend yes I just want to be myself because I think this is the best way to, 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 to be special. Because as, as we know, like just to do what the others are doing is, is, is not enough, you know. So to show yourself to, to, to reach more people, I think you have, to be, you have to be different. That's why and content is quite hard. But I believe we can, reach, uh, we can reach this level if we sit and think about something. That's why I'm trying to involve something. As you see now in freestyle, we, freestyle used to be only what? Lowers, uppers, uh, and, uh, sit down, sit, yeah. and sit down, and sitting. With the time start improving and improving acrobatic jumping and like some breakdance stuff. Like it, it comes, you know, right now, as you see, like some uh, fitness stuff is, is, is coming on board, like, like the bar hanging out or doing so many things, you know? So I think in content uh, as well, we can, we can do things like we can improve it. We, we don't just like do what people uh, is, is doing because right now we are just going more to, to a football side, you know, what is the content? Okay, fix the camera. This is the goalpost and do the things. So I'm trying also to go out of that, you know. So let's see in 2023 20, what, what's going what's gonna to be.
I think the most important is to giving value to the audience anyway. Exactly. Like whatever you do, if you can inspire people or give, like value is not only like educate, it's maybe entertainment or it's maybe like something they can relate to or it's maybe education. Like, and, and that's the harder part because our thing is visual. So when you do visual and people see the nutmeg, the nutmeg or like the, the crazy hang bar or stuff like that, they think, okay, I did it. I saw it five times. I want to see something else, right? And for us, it's really hard to yeah. find a new idea, you know? So, yeah, I think it's always the, the goal is to giving value. And uh, so that's why I really appreciate your content. And I really love it because I thought the different and the way you you position it yourself. And I, I thought, ah, that's for once something I, I could relate as a kid because as a kid, I was super shy. I didn't add too much personality. I was, let's say, really technical compared to most of the guys, but it was hard for me to, to find the conversation. Sometimes I had one ex assistant coach where I could uh, talk tactics because I really loved that. But when I saw the content, I said, oh, your kid, that's fun with you. How is your kid with you? Like your, your uh, kids in academy, like they're creating content now, they open TikTok account. What's, yeah. the, what's the thing? Uh, well, we encourage them from day one. You know, we have like 400 players. But I would say like 10% are actively involved. Uh, it's not easy because they are under 18. Yeah. So for me, if I put a content, I'm 41. If anybody says anything, bullying, I don't even hear it. Yeah. But if you're 13, 14, or especially we use our girls as well, you know, you know that they get different type of bullying. Yeah. So there is always a risk, but I encourage them to create content. And we also help them with education, you know of how you're going to deal with what's going to come after that. Because for teenagers to create content, it's not uh, safe unless you know what you're doing. Yeah, so how did you help them to... We give to... them references. Like, okay. like uh, if you, for example, if, if you feel that this video that you're going to post is going to get you a lot of hate comments, don't post it. Why to create the problem? You know, even if you're, you're right, you're going to say something that is right, but it's going to get a lot of reactions. Don't do it. And the first thing they say is, yeah, but you do it. I said, That's yeah, why because, I asked you, yeah, because yeah. you like controversy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They said, you do it. I said, yeah, but I'm an adult. I don't care. I've learned how to live with all these uh, negative comments, but I don't want you to go through it right now. Maybe when you get older. So even now, some of my players, they left to another countries. They are still making content. So, so you live a little bit with content now. You got some brand deals. How is doing to, to, to what is, is it to deal with brand deal and uh, is it the Tesla? <laughs> not at all. I have, <laughs> believe it or not, I have not done one post or one deal with brands. Okay. Until now, nothing. So for the people to understand, there is many ways to monetize the content. You can like post video online and get monetized for your content. So yeah. let's say now on TikTok, they release like every content more than one minute. You can monetize the content. Most of the time was YouTube. That's what I used to do in the past. Facebook as well. But also brand deal, they pay you for a specific content. They give you a football shoes, for example. Yeah. You did a lot of campaign, Amar. Uh, how is for you like brand deals usually? Like... Uh, like, uh, is it something you like to do? Is it something you want to do more? You don't like it? Well, it's something good. Uh, I started uh, with TikTok. So, uh, yeah, TikTok is, is, is the app. It makes me like where I am right now, I can say. Um, because you want that, you get this uh, brands to come and try to make a campaign with you. 
and uh, they choose you because you are different than the others. So it makes me feel like, okay, I have something different than the others. That's why they choose me and they like that. So I want to do more and more. Yeah, you get benefit of that, of course. But at the same time, for me, it makes me feel like, okay, I, got, I have something that the others don't have. It. That's why they are coming to me, which is, which is something I like and I would love to do more and more and more. And I see something really like characteristic for you. You actually go sometimes against the brands you work yeah, with, uh, yeah. and that's like yeah, I've I, gone against the brands. Yes. So, that's like, what what's I've your done. approach? You did, you did on purpose. Like, how, how, like, how, and how is your relationship after with the brand? Like, when you go to the shop and you say, "Oh, these shoes, actually, I will not choose it." Yeah. yeah so, what's what's the deal? Well, the shoe sports brands are different because, for example, like Adidas, they have some really good football shoes and they have some really horrible shoes. You know, so. At first, they didn't like it, but then when I talk to them or they talk to me, they say, yeah, it's okay. Just don't do too much, you know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just saying what's right for the players because like even sometimes I go to the showroom, there are kids buying shoes. I spend maybe half an hour with them. They don't get this. Let's try that. Mm -hmm. This is too big. This is too small. So it's more of for the audience, not for myself. But yes, I've gone against the brands, not... So how is it when brand. you get a brand deal and they want you to promote their new release of shoes in this way and it's totally different? Like what I have think? not done anything. Ah, you didn't do any brand deals? As of now, I have not done any brand deals. Okay, so how you monetize your content? I don't. You don't monetize no. your content. So the only way is to create awareness for you yeah, and have, your business. Yeah, I've not made Von Derhams from content. Okay, because that's something kids need to understand, you know, when they see... You grow up on social media. For you, it was gradually and with the years. For you, it was like maybe one, you say one year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So you get how much followers you have now on TikTok? TikTok, 1.3 million. Yeah, 1.3 million on TikTok in one year. That's how, you see, like when we get back like a couple of months ago or years ago, like people was messaging me, I say, I need to repost me, please, because I need to get some followers. I, I told them, if you want followers and you want awareness, just create content. Yeah. One year and you get 1 million, 1.3 million. So... And you, but also after that, the the other opinion is people think we get uh, millions of followers, so we get rich and it's easy life. Right. You just have to film. No, you have to create four to five video every day, which is a lot of work. You can, you, you know, like I was saying to my daughter, I said, I wish one day I can just throw this away for one day and just sit. But you can't, yeah. You have to create content. You have yeah. to make sure it's edited. You have to post it. You have, after you post, you have to check. Yes. You have to check the comments. Yeah, if somebody is cursing Arabic, somebody cursing English, you know. So it's uh, it's not it's a machine that it's a train that's going. You cannot stop it. So that peace of mind, exactly. Uh, a lot of people want to do it. I want millions of followers, but they don't know. Like you will lose the peace of mind that you have and the privacy as well. You yeah. say that before, and that's something you guys need to understand. Like you don't get something without giving something. So it's always like that, even like, for example, okay, Ronaldo is the biggest account on Instagram, but look at his private life, super high, he cannot go everywhere. So yeah, that's uh, one side maybe the youth don't see. And if you're really willing to be famous on social media, at least I think you need to enjoy the process of creating content every single day. If you enjoy that, that's fine because that's that's your one of your passion and that's a case for me. But I feel you sometimes, I want to throw the phone and like leave out, but you cannot because you have to review the video, you have to... To review everything and, and also you mentioned about privacy i watched a video from ronaldo cristiano he was saying that he has never took his kids to the park so cristiano ronaldo as a father 
his kids as children, they have never been to a park. That's sad, but yeah. he cannot do it. It's impossible. It's impossible. And I saw that with some of the football stars. It's crazy. Like I was with Ronaldinho, the guy cannot even go to pee. You know, it's impossible. Bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he crosses the, from the restroom to the toilet, they will stop him or they will not make him, right? Sometimes yes. they not make him. <laughs> yeah. So for the end of the episode, I have a small challenge for you. You know, every single guest has to sign the pitch. We're going to give the pitch at the end of the whole potball episode. We're going to give to a favelas. Maybe you guys can tell me in the comments, I want to receive the pitch. This is my place. I live in India. I live in Iran. I live in uh, UAE. You know, so like this is what you have to get. But the challenge of this $10,000, you know, it's like you have to play a video game. We release on mobile, the Urban Ball Game Trick Shot. Whoever got on the top of the leaderboard, get the $10,000 and give for the charity of his choice. That's the game. So we have the game right now. It's coming. We have, have to play now. Yeah, now. Okay. okay. But in the same time, okay. so if Hamar plays, I will invite you to ask some, to, to tell him some question about football. So okay. you have to reply in the same time. Okay. And okay. when it's your time, it's gonna be your, okay. your thing. If you have to put a one-on-one -on -one game in the urban ball fight, so it's a one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper. You saw the format with point and everything. Who you will put in the in the pitch with any player in the world, pro player? Now or before? Any 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 time. Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho versus? Uh, ooh, Maldini. Oh, nice yeah, one. Yeah. Ronaldinho versus Maldini. Yeah. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time someone put like an offense player versus yeah, a defense yeah. player. And I'm not sure the offense player will win because this game you need to defend. If you don't know how to defend, you get caught every time. Yeah. Okay? So let's see. And you, Amar? Well, a football player? Any, yeah? Well, I, will, uh, I would like to say Messi yes. against Cristiano. Ah, that's the classic. Back the classic. That's, that's yeah. the one as a football player. I but think as, as a street uh, footballer, I would like to see Sofian. Uh, Sofian Bangkok. Bangkok against either you okay. or Mehdi. Okay, you guys chose <laughs> Sofian Bangkok versus me or Mehdi. You tell me in the comments. Maybe we make it happen. Uh, but yeah, Messi, Ronaldo. Uh, it's the classic everyone. Do. Uh, do you think if we organize Messi Ronaldo here in two years, I know they will retire and I will get them. That's my goal. My goal is to build these things and I will put Messi versus Ronaldo. That's my goal. I will do everything. And what we do now, we put it seed on people. People, they start to think, oh, it's maybe possible, you know? Maybe love attraction, it will repeat, repeat, and people will do it. I will make it happen. Anyway, if you put Messi Ronaldo against each other, who will win? Uh, I want to say Messi, but... Uh... Ronaldo is fitter, you know, like, uh, so there you go. I'm not Ronaldo say is more, the winner. But, yeah. You support Messi, but Ronaldo will win. Maybe, yeah, maybe. He's going to the facts, so yeah. yeah. Ronaldo. He thinks he's like, Ronaldo going to win. I thought also Ronaldo will win. So let's see, people, let me know in the comments who will win versus Messi, uh, Messi versus Ronaldo. Guys, it was a pleasure to having you today. Thank you so much. I will put all your information in the description below. If you guys want to watch another episode of Podball, the highest podcast in the world, click on the square right here. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and let me know in the comments who should be the next guest in the episode. And I see you next time. Brr.